Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning. Uh, Good morning on a sunny Saturday morning in Colorado. It is just gorgeous out. It's going to be a little warm next few days, Labor Day weekend, but a lot of people will like that, a lot of backyard barbecues, but a lot of people will be out at the lake enjoying maybe that last hurrah, especially boaters and just, you know, people out enjoying the water. But I tell you what, as far as the hunting and fishing goes, we are in it. We're headed into fall. The fishing, we're going to talk a lot about that later in the show. And the fall fishing, as we transition, is some of my favorite of the year. It's predictable. It's dependable. It's a mix of numbers of fish and big fish. As we progress, as the water temperatures drop, which with this warm weather, it's going to take a couple more weeks to get really start going. But it can be just some of the best fishing of the year. But the hunting season, dove season started. Um, we've got upland game. We've got teal season coming up. Archery starts today. We've got bear season starting today. We've got muzzleloader in just a couple of weeks and rifle season, big game in just next uh, uh, next month. Things are, are coming on fast. I tell you what, we have a lot to talk about. And speaking of dove season, let's go to the phones. And one of our favorite upland game contributors from Pheasants Unlimited is joining us, Bob Hicks. Good morning, Bob. Hey, good morning, Terry. Pheasants forever. It's Ducks Unlimited and Pheasants forever. <laughs> what did I say? Pheasants Unlimited. <laughs> well, there, I put you guys together. You're a bigger group now. I know. I'm just kidding you. That's fine. <laughs> no, it's not fine. Good morning. I'm, you know, I got to wake up. I need more coffee this morning, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time we've been called Pheasants Unlimited. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's the first time I ever did it. Hey, Bob, yeah. I do. I, I am glad to have you on. You know, you've been a contributor to the show. Gosh, going back, I, I'm. I don't even remember. It's when did we do an? We did an ice fishing television show, and that had to be what fifteen, twenty years ago. Probably twenty years ago, Terry. Yep, we did that. You when you were in the tackle business, you were a contributor. And since you've been with Pheasants Forever, which has been quite a while now, uh, you've always been a contributor. You and I used to do turkey hunting shows. We'll do one this spring again. Gosh, we used to come in. You'd come into the studio and bring turkey calls. So you've been contributing to the show for a long time. You're a, you're an all-around outdoorsman, but we're going to hit your sweet spot today, and that's Upland Game. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on. Uh, let's start out with dove season. is started started yesterday, and with this weather... I'm thinking we're headed for a great dove season. What do you think? Well, I was already out in the dove fields yesterday, and it was a great opening day. You know, September 1st is a, and Labor Day weekend is kind of an annual event around the country, whether you're a grouse hunter or a dove hunter or ready for football. And it's just, it's just a great time of the year. People like me get so excited when September 1st rolls around. It's the, kickoff of our fall, you know, hunting season and, and doves are a great way to, to, you know, introduce everybody to the sport of upland hunting and, and migratory bird hunting. It's, and it was great. There's a lot of doves 
in Colorado. Typically, we, we get the big cold storm about a day or two before the opener or a day, day or two after, and um, that the rainstorm we had a week ago did not affect the birds. I live within a mile of the state wildlife area on the South Platte River in eastern Colorado, and I was out walking my dogs this morning, Terry, and the, the gunfire is music to my ears. The guys are down in the river bottom banging away at the doves. Well, and looking at the weather forecast, looking out a ways, it doesn't look like we have a cold spell coming for a while. We could get a great maybe two, three weeks, and then if we're lucky, maybe we get a northern group to move down. This could be an extended dove season. I I think so, and, and you know, uh, um, you know, there's always birds to the north of us, and so sometimes when we do get that cold weather, our local birds move out, but, you know, people give up, and sometimes a week or so later, you know, uh, uh, a new group of birds moves in as they pass through heading to Mexico. Do you have any tips for maybe new dove hunters? You know, you mentioned that dove hunting is a great way to get into the upland game shotgun sports. Um, you can, and, and even for a youngster or a spouse or even of any beginning hunter, you can start with, say, a 20-gauge so you don't have to maybe jump right into a 12-gauge with the recoil. Um, they're good table fare. You don't have to do a lot of walking. Well, give me a few tips for the first-time dove hunters. Well, you know, uh, the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Department, you know, has uh, two walking access they put, put out. You know, one just came out this last week, which you know, is what I would call the, the dove hunting uh, walk-in access book. Along with those properties, you have, you know, all the state wildlife areas along the South Platte River and the Arkansas River. And, and you know, this is all from, you know, I-25 East. Um, um, and there's plenty of places to get out. Um, you know, I went out and did a little scouting last week just, just to – get out for the afternoon and you know I went to a, a place that I did well last year and and you know the, the crop fields have changed they rotate crop fields Terry and so you know our doves are either eating you know wheat that was harvested in July and August or primarily you know wild sunflowers not the big giant fields of sunflowers and it's always a good idea when you harvest some doves and you're cleaning them to see what's in there their crop, you know, which is where they hold their seeds. And, you know, you'll, you'll know right away when you start cleaning some birds, whether they're eating wheat or, or uh, sunflowers. And the other thing in eastern Colorado is a lot of farmers the last 10 years have really started to produce millet, which is bird seed. You know, what you see for sale in the, in the, in the pet department at, at your stores to, put in your bird feeders is millet little white seed and um this is the time of year they thrash the millet and they let it stand like hay for a week or two to dry before they they bale it or however they they pick it up i've actually never seen them pick up the the millet but they 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 cut they swap it and it's in rows and it's just it's just a smorgasbord of food for the doves so um, doves need a few things, Terry. They need feed. They need a roost. You know, they, they go like to roost in the shaded trees because it's hot, and they need water. So, you know, and they, they have to pass through those places. So a lot of people set up and, and hunt them kind of in their flyway. 
Uh, some people find that really good feeding source and set up there. And you can use decoys. You know, they have a Mojo Dove decoy. They have little um, um, folding doves that you can have a, uh, a hose line clip. You can clip to a wire or the limb of a tree. Those always help to track them in a little closer so you can get a little closer shot. And then, you know, my favorite place is when you get lucky and can find the water hole. Um, you know, they come to water twice a day. They come in the morning after they feed. And they come in the evening, you know, late afternoon, early evening after they feed, get a drink of water, and then fly to the roost. Yeah, and, you know, it's we can't spend too much more time on doves because I want to cover some other things. But that's great advice. And the thing with doves is you don't have to do a lot of walking. Like you said, you can set up a lot of times, and they'll just come to you. So it's a great one to get kids involved so you don't wear them out, and they can just have a lot of fun. I want to change gears on you real quick. Um, we had some questions about mountain grouse. I've never hunted mountain grouse. Do you have any tips there? You bet. The other thing with September 1st is, you know, the opener of our blue grouse season, or some people refer to them as dusky grouse. Um, and we also have sharp-tailed grouse, similar to what you grew up with in Minnesota and Michigan, but it's a little different species. Um, you know, the the best areas of Colorado, um, you know, are the Uncompadre Plateau, um, the Gore Range, you know, those those hills and mountains up above Vail and Eagle and down through the Blue River Valley. And then, of course, over um, in the Steamboat Springs area, that mountain range up by Rabbit Ears Pass. Um, one of the key things, one of the best grouse hunters I know um, gave me a really good tip actually last year and said, look for, look for the wild roses. And, um, and I talked to another grouse hunter after I got that tip and I asked that person, they said, Oh yeah, absolutely. The place I hunt's full of wild roses. So, um, they're, they're kind of a funny bird. You know, it's, it's, uh, people really guard their blue grouse spots. Uh, like uh, like their savings account, Terry. <laughs> they, you know, uh, they, you know, but like like anything, if if you get up and, and do some scouting, and the best thing is really, it's archery season up in the mountains, and so, you know, when I've had success, I ran into archery hunters and asked them, you know, have you guys seen any blue grouse? You know, and and you know, they they usually will give up that information more than a grouse hunter will. So this is the time of year to get up and and uh, if you want some cooler conditions and want a chance to work your dog a little bit, um, you know, go give those blue grouse a try. A try and they are a lot of people will tell you they are the best upland bird species to eat, uh, rough grouse and blue grouse. Yeah, I ate a lot of rough grouse up in Minnesota. We hunted them constantly and just loved it. Uh, just a great upland game bird. Hey, let's switch gears a little bit, Bob. And uh, we we went through a few years ago some of the best pheasant seasons in Colorado. And this is, of course, pheasant season. It's a couple months off yet. Uh, but then we had some really disastrous drought weather. Habitat was re declined for various reasons. And Got, you know, it got a little tough. There were birds you had to work for them, but it got a little tough. What do we think we're looking at for this year's pheasant season coming up? Oh, I, I think it's going to absolutely be better than last year. It's not going to be great. The habitat's going to be great. You know, we had, you know, 
obviously a heavy winter with a lot of snow and, you know, the birds were, you know, left out there to survive, but pheasants are resilient and they're survivors. And the birds that made it through last winter have had a blessing of the best habitat we've seen in at least five or 10 years. Um, and, you know, I've never seen more grasshoppers in my life in Eastern Colorado than we have this year. And that's what the baby pheasants need are insects. And so, um, the birds we had survived, I am sure had good hatches and good clutches of babies. So it'll be a rebuilding process. Um, it's kind of like our lakes out here in Eastern Colorado, where I live, you know, Jumbo was drained and, you know, Pruitt and Jackson are really struggling and Sterling. And, and, you know, the department's restocking those lakes. And in a couple of years, they'll be back strong. And I'm kind of a very optimistic person. I, I feel we've broken the back of this drought. If we have two or three more good years of moisture, you know, our birds will be back. And, um, you know, it's not like they're gone. You're going to have to get out there and work for them. Um, and, the good news for the serious hunters, there'll probably be less people in the field because when there's not a lot of pheasants, most people give up. But um, I'm somebody who grew up hunting in eastern Colorado, and I, I've gone through the great years, and I've gone through the lean years. And it's all, to me about getting out there and the camaraderie and working your dog and being with friends and enjoying the great state we live in. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We're going to run out of time here, so I want to take a couple minutes and talk about Pheasants Forever, I do know the name of the group, actually. So, and, and tell people the importance, tell people the importance of what Pheasants Forever do, does and the importance of supporting them. Well, you know, I have a great team in Colorado. I, uh, I have a whole team of Habitat people that work with me and are partners with Parks and Wildlife and the NRCS. Uh, we now have a state coordinator that manages that part of the team. I primarily work with our chapters. Um, I think we're up to 10 positions, nine positions now, Terry, I should have had my map pulled up here, but you know, we have biologists placed all throughout Eastern Colorado. Last year we went in a new partnership with Colorado parks and wildlife and added two new positions that are called habitat specialists. Those two people are based in Lamar working in Southeast Colorado, actually out there planting habitat. Um, we are doing everything we can to work with, um, private landowners to help they, them be um, productive and make a solid living as a producer, but also working with them to set aside some acres for, for, for pheasants and other wildlife. And our team's doing a great job. We've been, you know, you know, we've been the initial partner of the corners program in Colorado, helping plant pivot corners into habitat. And, and um, we just need some moisture. But our, our team's working hard on it, and, um, you know, they're starting to see some baby broods of pheasants and some quail. So we're going to have some birds out there this year, Terry. How do I join Pheasants Forever or support it? Well, you know, we have chapters all over Colorado. We have chapters in Colorado Springs, Denver, Fort Collins, Greeley, and then scattered throughout eastern Colorado, uh, Yuma, Phillips County, you know, Holyoke, where I live in Fort Morgan, and then all throughout Eastern Colorado. And then, you know, people can join online anytime they want. Um, like I tell people, Terry, we're, our, our fall issue is about to be released. And that, you know, 
that's worth the $35 membership to get our fall issue, which gives the entire United States forecast of both pheasants and quail and other upland birds. And if you're a diehard bird hunter like me and you travel to other states, this is a way where you can, you know, see what's going on throughout the country. And that stuff's also available online. If people want to get online here in a few weeks, that, that report will be posted. But, you know, we're a great national conservation group. Um, we have a lot of strong chapters in Colorado. We're always looking for volunteers to join our chapters or, you know, at least come to our banquets and, and uh, you know, Come enjoy the night, have some good food, camaraderie, break bread with us, and uh, you know, hopefully donate a little money so we can continue to work on our mission. Bob, we're out of time, but great, great, great segment, great information. Hope people get out and enjoy the upland bird this fall. It's going to be a beautiful weather. It's always good to hunt. You may have to work for the birds, but it's going to be great to be out there. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Jerry. Have a great Labor Day. You bet. Bob Hicks with Pheasants Forever. Chris, great guy. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to take you to an event right in your backyard that involves birds, but a different kind in a different way. On Terry Wicksham Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.